and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, Simon here, and I'm joined by one of the regulars, Fraser. Hi, Fraser. How are you doing? Evening. All good. Good, good. And we're also joined by a returning guest, Dale Ventham. How are you, Dale? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'll uh, obviously we'll 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 cover the the Wigan game on Saturday, Sunday, three o'clock, four o'clock, long half time, fire, all of that. Um, and then two days later, we played Tranmere in the um, Papa John's. So we'll cover that as well. And we'll also look forward to Ipswich on Saturday and Pompey next Tuesday. So quite quite a bit to get through. Uh, we'll we'll start on Saturday and then it went to Sunday. And I, I kind of think that it was the right thing to do to get the game on almost regardless because of the, the lack of spaces we've got in the calendar going forward. But uh, well, obviously, in the end, we we got the result, so it made sense to get it on. What uh, what what were your guys' thoughts about what what went on? Yeah, I mean, it's it seemed like the um, yeah, well, obviously, they had to do something, didn't they, with the with the uh, the weather situation? But um, like you say, I'm glad it was the Sunday. I mean, um, you just look at the fixture list. I don't know where we would get another game in. Um, it's it's getting it's it's chocker, isn't it? And um, yeah. you know, it's it's. I guess we're um, out of another competition now. Subsequently, so I've jumped ahead a bit there, but right. but no, there's, only, there's only there's only one game left in that anyway, and it's the final. Yeah. So I doubt we would have minded that much. But there we go. But um, yeah, no, I think it was clearly the right decision. But um, yeah, when you thought that the, the the drama outside of football for that game would be the move kickoff, uh, never <laughs> never doubt the Kassam to uh, <laughs> to 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 give you a shock. <laughs> Well, we've been delayed by, I saw a, a social media uh, about what's delayed games so far this season. And, and obviously we've had a couple of COVID outbreaks in teams that we've played, which has resulted in us cancelling games. One or two of them were quite late on. We've had a bus that um, wouldn't start because the the disinfectant spray had alcohol in it and that got in the little vent that the driver uses to start God, I forgot it. about that. I know. It, it's kind of like we... And now we've had, you know, a fire in the uh, in the floodlights or something like that that's that's caused the game at half-time to be delayed. We we really have had an interesting season, yeah. to say Do you know, the, the very least. The, the season, we're going to look back on it. It'd be like an episode of Lost. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's just mental. What is happening now? <laughs> but... um. Yeah, it's it's God. I mean, like when you list all that there, I'd forgotten half of those things. That yeah, mm. this has just been a crazy season, and there's still a fair chunk of it left. <laughs> well, there's more or less nearly half of it, isn't it? That's, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're we're talking about the games coming up, and uh, we we're basically going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday now till the end of the season. Which I, I guess you know we're we're playing, we're hitting a bit of a run of form. Um, I know Bristol Rovers and Wigan weren't great performances. I don't don't think the pitch conditions helped us in either of those games, but we 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 got over the line with them. Um, yeah, it uh, sounded a bit worrying, didn't it, when we went behind? Well, I say sounded. I didn't what I was listening to. I didn't watch it, but um, when we went behind um, to to Wigan, um, but yeah, it's it, it, I know it's a cliche thing, but you you read that thing a lot. Winning that kind of game is the sort of stuff that promoted teams do or they 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 find those games where you have to grind one out and perhaps uh, an earlier Oxford side this season may have gone on to lose or draw that game um it kind of kind of shows our progress 
I think it was just important as well because obviously we had the loss at Doncaster. I think, like you said, the performances weren't there, but it was just important to bounce back in both of them games. Um, you know, even though they're both near the bottom and they're both, you know, not odds on for relegation, but you know they're struggling. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna fight for the points as much as we are at the other end of the table. Um, so I think to get through with six points is still pretty impressive, to be fair. Exactly, and like you say, it it was a case of bouncing back after the uh, the the, uh, the the defeat at uh, at Doncaster, and and to get six points against, like you say, teams that are, they're scrapping for their lives down there. There's a lot of teams in and around the the relegation spots um, who who have got something to play for. I mean, pretty much everybody still has plenty to play for. Um, it's not like there's teams coasting towards the end of the season. There's still a lot of games to play. So every every game is going to be important, whether that's top of the table or bottom of the table. So it, it's you're right. It, we've we've won games where we've played really well and won them, and now we're doing the the sort of the the nasty stuff and just grinding out a result and just getting getting the three points and moving on. And I, I perhaps you know with with this with the weather improving and uh, that might suit our style of play a little bit more, um, maybe, and also potentially playing better sides. You know, we're, we're about to hit a run of about six or eight games where we play pretty much everybody above us in that little spell. And they will come at us and try and play a bit. Um, whereas teams, we've, you know, we've struggled against teams that pack defences. You know, we, we but I, th- I think maybe that, you know, that's going to that's gonna benefit us playing the better sides. It'll open the game up for us a little bit. What, what are your thoughts? In the past, we've seen Oxford sides kind of struggle against teams in the lower half of the table because they play the kind of Wickham-style football. Um, and it's frustrated us for years that we can't, we couldn't seem to find a way to play against that when we were trying to play against what we like to define as the right way, um, which is the right way, we all know it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're coming up now against, um, you know, the only criticism that's been levelled at Oxford in this really good run if there's ever been any, has been that we've not done it against the best sides in the division. So like, this is going to be a huge um, test now of, of just how good this side is. And I, you know, I, I'm going to, I don't want to, this, I may be made to eat these words, but I think, I really think we're the real deal in this. Um, I think we can certainly take it to the other teams that we've seen in league one and seen what league one has to offer. I don't see why not. And, you know, just looking at our position in the table compared to full time against Swindon. to now it's ridiculous. It's the climb at the table is it's, I can't recall a climb like that from an Oxford side before um, to be so, I mean, we were right in the middle of trouble and, we're now so much, uh, sort of so in the mix for the playoff picture. It's crazy. And I think we're going to, I think we'll be the real deal against the sides we've got coming up. I think as well, the start of this, this um, unbeaten run, which is, well, what was it? Obviously, we'll touch on the Tranmere game, but it's two defeats in 17. Um, and I think, I think it was what, nine, nine wins in succession before the Doncaster um, loss, wasn't it? But um the unbeaten run started with a goalless draw against Ipswich and um, a one-all draw against Hull and then a goalless draw against Blackpool. So they that was the last time we played sort of the bigger size, if you will, um, and we picked up points against them. And that was coming off the back of a poor run as well. You know, we changed goalkeeper, um, we had a few players coming back from injuries. So it was quite an unsettled side and we still picked up 
a point against these sides. I know the Ipswich game was was poor and Ipswich were poor as well. Um, but, you know, I think that shows that we do have a bit about us when we do come up. Like Fraser just said, you know, when we play the bigger sides, we, do, we, we can play more, you know. Teams don't just sit back and defend as much. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and the other games against those sides at the top were, you know, the first two games of the season, we played Lincoln and Sunderland and we were poor. You know, there's no getting away from it. We, we started the season poorly. We didn't really compete. Doncaster, well, we played really well. and But for a, a penalty that wasn't given, we could have got a positive result there. Um, Accrington are above us in the table. We absolutely destroyed them at airplay. So it's they're, they're games that you're right. We And, and the other games against t- teams at the top, we've at the start of this run, we got positive results out of it. Um, so it's... We're a different side to the side that played those teams at the top. Now, you know, we're really looking like, like Fraser said, the real deal. We've we've got pace out wide. We've got goals in him, you know, in us. And and if once we get Sam Long back, which doesn't look too far away, we'll have that settled back four again. Um, and with the goalkeeper, yeah, it's it's looking positive definitely for the for the you know, for that run of run of games. The other thing we've got as well is clean sheets. Um... I know mm. we've not had one for for a couple of games, but before we played Ipswich last time, we'd gone twenty games just this season without keeping a clean sheet, um, and then obviously we kept a clean sheet against Ipswich, and we've kept eight since then um, mm. in all competitions. So you know we, that's that's a sign that you could you you look back at like the, the first ten games of the season, and it was a case of we couldn't defend, but we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Whereas now we have flipped that round; we can defend and we can put the ball in the back of the net and like at Doncaster, we conceded three, but we could have easily scored three, you know, three or four. Mm. So, you know, we've got, I think we've got the balance now. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting, you know, moving on a little bit to the, to the Tranmere game. They, and, and similar to Doncaster, they didn't have many chances. We, we had a lot of possession. We created a lot of chances against Tranmere. They scored with, with really two of only about three shots they had on target, you know, and, and the same with Doncaster. They they were we were in control of the game, sloppy mistakes, you know, which which if we can eradicate those, that's that's obviously something they'll be working on. Um but you're right, we're looking a lot, lot tighter at the back um at the moment. That is that settled back four. I thought it was a bit unfair on Tuesday. I know um Joe Grayson came in for a bit of stick from our fans, but that's the first game he started. He's he's kind of one of those utility players that can play at the back. He can be cover at left back. He can be defensive midfield. And to come in against a, a side that were on a good run of form in Tranmere and, and the, the lad on the wing was decent. And he, I thought he was a bit unlucky. But it's that having a settled back four, when, when that does change, it takes a bit of time for, for a player to get used to it. Um, and I thought he was perhaps a bit unlucky to be targeted. Robbie Hall was another one that our fans, you know, the fan reaction to a game in a competition that nobody really likes that we would have, you know, before the game, oh, why are we bothering with this competition? We go out of it and everyone loses it. <laughs> so it, I thought there was a, a slight overreaction to the defeat. Obviously, you know, we want to win every game and it would have been great to continue a, a, a run of form and play well and, and get to Wembley again. But I, I, Maybe maybe it's not the worst thing. It's only one game, as you said, Fraser, but it's it's maybe not the worst thing to be not getting consumed with all the build up to Wembley and mm. all that entails and we can concentrate on the league. 
I think the, yeah. the final as well is, I think, I'm not sure on the exact date, but I think it's like four days before the Swindon game. Right. So I think, oh, you know, if, okay. we would have got, if we would have got through, mm. you know, do you, do you have, obviously, as fans, we know which game we're, we're prioritising, <laughs> but is Carl, is Carl Robinson and the team, are they going to be focused on going to Wembley or are they going to be focused mm. on the game in the league, you know? So, so at least, yeah, like you say, it's a distraction that we haven't got to worry about now either, so... Yeah, and um, so si, you mentioned uh, Robbie Hall just then. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, we've talked about him a lot this season on the on the pod, but it's a shame for him, isn't it? Because I kind of feel like we're all starting to see the writings on the wall, and perhaps he's. I can't see a situation where he's here after the summer. As 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 sad as that is to say, um, because we've got such a long history with him, haven't we? And yeah. it's kind of like a love affair we've had with him. That, um, it's kind of been on and off. And I just, you know, we all love the guy, but I, I just, I don't know how we justify his position. Really, go. I mean, and you know, I, I, I agree that there's a slight overreaction, perhaps, but. Um, I mean, from his point of view, he should have looked at that game as here's a good opportunity for me to show I've still got something to offer. Yeah, I'm not sure that he did that. Um, no, and no. I mean, he had a, a a pretty good loan spell at Forest Green, I think, at the end of last season, and and came back and and I think I think every Oxford fan would want him to succeed. You're right. He, he's a he's he comes across as a as a lovely bloke. You know, like you say, the history with us. That you know, the the goal at the county ground. If he does nothing else in his career, that that you know, he'll he'll never have to buy a drink in Oxford ever again. But just based on that, and and it's it's a it, it is a shame. I you know that's that's the real harshness of the football industry. If you know if your form drops, well, you can't carry people. It's a real shame, and and you just hope maybe maybe if he does move on in the summer. Um, uh, you know, everyone obviously will wish him all the best, but and it might just be something he finds a club where it does go well for him, and and he he continues his career because he, he he certainly deserves it. The, the luck he's had, or the bad luck rather, that he's had with injuries. You know, you really want him to to have plenty more years in the game. But you know, if he does that again at the county ground in March, five year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Straight Absolutely. away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And you never know. Football is the weirdest <laughs> thing, isn't it? You know, we, yeah. we look at somebody like Mark Sykes, who, who for a while, everyone was thinking, ah. well, he'll be gone in, in the transfer window in January. He's, you know, he's been frozen out. He's this, that and the other. And, and oh, well, he's been treated bad. And then he's back in. You know, he's back in. He's playing. He's looking bright. He looks like, you know, and I think that might be the case. We Perhaps, again, we overreact to players not being in the squad. Um, Dan Adji is, is one that's not been in for the last two or three games um, but there's only so many places in the squad um, if you're not playing well you won't get in the squad we've got some some talented players in there now you, the bench in the past has looked a bit sort of threadbare at times we've now with the transfer window I, th- I thought we've had a we've had a really good transfer window and there's now some real depth in this in the squad and on the bench when everyone's fit it, you know, you're not going to accommodate everyone. But then in, in six games time, we might have a couple of injuries and a suspension and a player who's not played for a few weeks comes back in and does well and they they stay in the squad. It's, you know, it, it, it's it's a tough game as a player if you're not playing. There's there's only so much you can do in training to, to show what you can do and you've just got to bide your time. And, you know, like we say, somebody like Mark Sykes has done that. 
and and he looks like he might be back in the in the team. Yeah, we were um, to change direction slightly. We were Ooh. talking there about Tranmere and the um, the EFL Trophy. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've kind of noticed, particularly with the build up to the Tranmere game and a few other EFL Trophy games this season, that opinions are shifting slightly um, on the EFL Trophy, a, 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 a format that I think began three or four years ago, the current format, um, to huge animosity from, from most fans. Um, it seems that the opinions kind of mellowed a bit. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon? I think... Um... What in general or from Oxford fans? Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's only Oxford fans I've seen it from. Um, truth be told, that's the only people I really follow on (laughs) on social media. But I mean, um, the 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 original hatred towards the tournament. um, The the opinion kind of seems to have shifted now to people aren't too bothered about it. Um, I I think, uh, yeah, like you said, that you know, the further you get into a competition, it's going to turn people's heads, isn't it? Regardless of what the competition is. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think I would say the majority of people that I've I've spoken to or seen talk about it are, are against you know the B teams and the under twenty three teams as well. Um, you know, it wasn't the best of competitions before the introduction of them, in all honesty. But um, um, yeah, I certainly don't think it's it's made it any better. Um, and I mean, you can see that from the finals. What is it? Was this going to be the fourth or fifth final? And you know. Where's where's the furthest an under twenty three side's got maybe quarters or something you know mm. so you know where do, where do they come into it um, yeah from an Oxford I, perspective yeah I think obviously you know you you're going to look out for results anyway aren't you um, and getting closer to Wembley you're probably going to yeah you show show a bit more interest in it but yeah I think generally I, I'd I'd say still the majority are quite anti I would think I think as well for a, a... You know, there's there's a few people I, I think who who maybe in the past wouldn't have bothered with with a, a Papa John's a check trade trophy game, you know, following it on iFollow or purchasing a, a, a ticket for it. But with with the the fact that we're not getting any any games in real life, people want to watch football, and they'll they'll perhaps a few have done that. Having said that, one of the games was it the Forest Green game was one of the games that happened during that period of time when fans were allowed back in stadiums and at that point you'd have thought if people had you know had the chance to go to a match they would go and we only sold half of i think it were 2000 tickets available for that at that point and we only sold about a thousand so i think there's still that animosity towards that then might that might have been for a number of reasons people not still not comfortable going out into large crowds you know that sort of thing um so i think yeah it, it's i think people are trying to get their football fixed wherever they can which is totally understandable it's it's helping a lot of people through through some tough times i guess next season will be the acid test when when things are hopefully back to normal we're allowed to go to games then we'll see maybe with the with the attendances at the at the games whether whether people are starting to drift back to it um, yeah and you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm still absolutely opposed to to the inclusion of of B teams in um in our leagues, um. But the, you know, there's a couple of things. I mean, um, it, it's impossible to ignore the fact that um, as a club, we are a business. We're operating Ooh. in an incredibly uncertain economy at the moment and the prize money they've made it fairly decent um for each yeah. round um so we can't ignore that it's it's it is good income and you know 
any income at the moment has to be has to be good surely um yeah. and no, absolutely. i mean it was one of those things that i although i don't want the format we're in it so let's win games if we can if we if we've got to play and, and we've got to play in this format let's go as far as we can like you say and generate that income yeah and i mean you know i don't as much as 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 we kind of uh oppose it as much as we we ever could the um at the end of the day there's there's 11 players playing for us who who as much as we might not want to admit this, don't really care about our opinion of it. They're playing a game of football. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're just there to play a game of football. They they probably don't have an opinion of it. No, um, their professional pride will be, we want to win every game we play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. And and for them as well, to play at Wembley would be, for many of them, the perhaps the only chance they get to play there. Um, so they, they're going to want to do it, regardless of, of the competition. I think as well for us in the competition this year, obviously the fact we got so far, um, it has helped the, the squad players. Like, you know, when Mark Sykes was struggling, mm. he's come in. Rob Hall, okay, he's, he struggled on, uh, when was it, Tuesday night. But, you know, he's put in some good performances in the competition. So some of these fringe players have come in and they've, you know, had a good performance and it's kind of raised a few questions. Um, I think if you're out in the group stage, these players are only going to play three, three games and then... Yeah. You know they, they they might get a couple of um, couple of league games in here and there, but generally it's it is a sort of cup squad and a league squad that he's gone for mm. this season, isn't it? Really? So. Yeah, you know, and talking about Robbie Hall, he scored the the free kick. Was it against um, either Forest Green or, or Cambridge? Wasn't it? Yeah, you know. So he's, he's you know maybe he just had an off day on Tuesday, and and we're again we're we're writing him off, or I'm writing him off, or the <laughs> the fans are writing him off too soon. You know, fingers crossed. For him and for us, you know, if it works for him, it works for us. So we, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. I just want every every player, Oxford player, to succeed and do well, um, and and hope that it's just that was just an off day. Um, it it perhaps as well it kind of rolls on to players that aren't playing at the moment. Marcus McGuane, you know, we we talked about. I think I was on the wasn't at the game show with Radio Oxford. Clang name drop, sorry, um, but they. That one of the things they said, you know, the more that Marcus McGuane doesn't play with his injury until he comes back, the better he's getting in his absence. It's almost like well, you imagine that team with Marcus McGuane in it. And it's kind of maybe as well. Liam Kelly came in for a bit of stick, but he hasn't played in the last two or three games much. You know, he's not started and we haven't looked as good. Maybe he's the sort of player that does that. The dirty stuff that you don't really see that doesn't, you know, he's not not instrumental to the flair but he just does the dirty work but yeah so you know maybe maybe players in their absence all of a sudden seem to get better because they're not playing we, we we only remember their good stuff um so we shall see what happens certainly saturday ipswich will be an interesting game their form is sort of uh is falling away their fans aren't happy there was i think they some something happened at the training ground, and there were flares thrown, and a small fire started, and all sorts went on. So uh, that's another. And they they had a, an interesting midweek, didn't they, with uh, with Darren Drysdale, the uh, the referee, squaring up to one of uh, the Ipswich players. Which yeah, I, I, the amount of abuse that referees get, I'm amazed it doesn't happen more. Because I I think I'd probably last about ten minutes before I just turned and you know gave back the verbals that I was given. Yeah, I mean, as there's a referee. There, there, you know, there's there's a kind of there's a two sided argument here, isn't there? And both sides kind of present a good argument. One says that uh, he's a referee; he should be above it. 
he should be able to control himself and 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 that kind of uh behavior from players happens in every game um that that's 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 just the way the sport is but then you can't help but hear that and if you were a neutral and and weren't really you know a football follower you'd you'd reply in disgust with that and say well no the person's in a workplace um they shouldn't have to deal with things like that um they're earning a lot less than the person who's screaming in their face uh, most of the time i'm sure um yeah. and um you know it, it, it's it, nobody should have to kind of go to their workplace and experience that and and the end of the day um he's only a person um maybe something it just got the better of him uh, in that moment and yeah. i don't know it's it's difficult i i i i, I kind of think i'm not sure um I'm not sure which way I which way I which argument I agree more with um but it's I can see both sides of it and I think he's he's has he been suspended now it got announced I think he's I um, guess so yeah yeah I I heard some of um what um the Ipswich manager meant he he sort of I think he over over sort of egged it a bit and was saying oh he ran, he ran over to him and he was right in his face and I thought they really well that was really. that's nonsense <laughs> exactly exactly and and he was saying if that had been the other way around the player would have been banned for six months or or somebody on the radio was saying that you think well no because how many players have been banned for that length of time for for what they do week in week out to referees. It, it was it was a split second where the two of them sort of were very close together. He walked towards him. He just sort of looked. It was more of a don't you know? It was almost like I'm fed up with you. It was it wasn't he wasn't aggressive. I didn't think particularly. He didn't push him. Um, he didn't run at him. It didn't head try and head by him. He just sort of it was almost like yeah, well you know you're shouting at me. What it was, and I I felt. The, the the sort of the overreaction by some in the media, you know, ex-players going, oh, this is a disgrace and, and play. It was like, well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm with you, Fraser. You, you kind of look at it as a neutral and think the, the, the abuse that refs have to put up with, if if players react, you know, in react to Darren Drysdale doing that yeah. and go, oh, that's dreadful. Well, have a look at yourself. Because yeah, what but you're I mean, doing week in, week out, and for ninety minutes. Yeah, is, you know. I mean, far far be it from me to uh, promote a different podcast, um, but there is a. <laughs> um, the, I don't think it's still going, but there was a podcast that um, Rob Beckett and Jimmy Bullard did uh, called The Magic Sponge, which was pretty good. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to go back and listen to it, I don't know what episode it is, but there's one where the basically is Jimmy Bullard talking about his days as a footballer and he's talking about when he played for Fulham uh, under Roy Hodgson and he mentions how most week Roy Hodgson's tactics were um, get in the box in the first 10 minutes go over and get in his ear roll he's going to he's going to have to give one of them if we appeal hard <laughs> enough because as soon as he doesn't give the first and then the second it will be in his head get right in his ear roll and he'll have to give one of them now I mean yeah. when man I'm not saying all managers do that when managers are running around with tactics like that I mean, mm. you you do kind of feel for refs a little bit and think yeah. it's yeah. A, such an impossible job, um, but you know, yeah, I don't. But as I say, I, I I can see both sides. I can see that he he is the person who is supposed to control himself more than anyone else, and he's the the rule enforcer, and he should be impartial to that, and he should be used to it. But I mean, he's a person doing a job, <laughs> mm. yeah. so God knows what the answer is. <laughs> I it 
it, it'll be interesting to see how he's treated by by the authorities and and, and whether that will impact on other referees because you you you've got to feel sorry for them like we like like I've said but I, I guess then if he's harshly treated and the referees think hang on the amount of abuse we get and you you've hung him out to dry here you know that might that might cause a backlash and what you might then find is referees won't accept any nonsense from players as soon as they get in their face it'll be right cards out and you know maybe that's the way to deal with it if if players i, I saw you know if you clamp down on it straight away yeah the first few games you might end up with lots of players sent off but they'll soon wind it back if if they're getting sent off you know clubs won't be happy fans won't be happy it will be like hang on you've got to stop doing it because other sports can manage it i i was the same i played i used to play hockey and i'd play hockey on a saturday football on a sunday and the way the two different you know the same person me the way i reacted to referee decisions in two different in those different sports just because of the culture in the two sports you 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 accepted decisions in one and the other it was kind of the done thing to to challenge the referee it's not right and i, I i'm not proud of myself <laughs> but I guess it's it's a culture perhaps that does need changing. But uh, anyway, and talk, talking of players, you know, making it difficult for referees, uh, we've got Pompey on Tuesday, and his name's escaped me, but the, the fella that likes to fall over a lot, who's quite good for them, but um, Irish right, international. That's it, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got players like that who, who will quite happily fall over at the slightest contact or even the hint of a contact and and make it difficult for referees um i see, see kenny jacket's going to be off the touchline for for a little while i think he's got a um he's going into hospital for something um i've read so uh fingers crossed touch with everything works out fine for him um but they're they're a side that are, that are playing well um you know they're they're They've, they've had a few iffy results, but again, that's against teams at the top. They lost to Harlem Lincoln recently, lost to Bristol Rovers as well uh, midweek, which was a bit of a turn up. Um, but I guess with, with Bristol Rovers sacking their manager, you know, there's that, that kind of trying to impress whoever the new one's going to be. Um, that's going to be a tough game, though. Portsmouth, always a, always a tough one. Yeah, I mean, out of the across the two, I guess if we're looking at predictions, I would say I'm going to go for four points. I'm going to say three against Ipswich and a draw with Pompey. Mm. I think is is I think is perfectly reachable for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dale, what what would your predictions be? Um, yeah, I've actually gone the other way around. I think Ipswich away. I think um, they're struggling at home. Um, they've lost six of their last nine at home. Um, but I think it's going to be a goalless draw. And then I think the Pompey game at home, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion we're going to win that one. So, I've, yeah, I, I think four points from the two games, but I think the other way around. I mean, obviously, we'd hope six points. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think the other way around. Well, I'm going to go six points. I think um, Ipswich are, are imminently beatable. Um, imminently? Eminently. Well, imminently as well. If he's going to be on Saturday, <laughs> yeah, that's far away, right, is it? Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then home to Pompey. I think you know that's a, under the floodlights. I know there's no fans there, but I think those sort of games always get players going. Um, and I think we've got every chance. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for the six, six points out of the two games. Hopefully, uh, I'm, I, I guess you guys hope I'm right, but uh, we shall see. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and if we do that, that sets us up for the for the you know for some tough games coming up after that. Um, so we shall we shall see. Um, uh, if you're listening and you're enjoying this, uh, let everyone know. I've got to do those things. Hi Tim. How are you hi doing? Tim. Hope things are well. Hi Tim. Um, and uh, yeah, hi to anyone else that's listening. Any any other business, gentlemen? Anything you want to say before we? Uh, I was just going to say that um, I've got to be quick, but it's uh, four years to the day since our Middlesbrough uh, Cup game, um, which if I could have a favourite ever defeat, it would be very hard to beat that. Um, amazing day. The moment um, Martinez put that uh, equaliser in, uh, yeah, I've never known a celebration like it. It was just, yeah, complete pandemonium. What a in- absolutely brilliant day and uh yeah just thought i'd mention that <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. it was wasn't it just that, add, that sort just, of 90 seconds of yeah memory. yeah just adding on from that um being a chef i don't i tend you know i struggled to get to a lot of games but that was a game that was a game that i managed to get to and yeah it was just unbelievable wasn't it that two minutes was just bedlam oh, um, yeah. i actually ended up upside down on the segregation netting somehow <laughs> <laughs> which was quite fun but um yeah no that was good and it was one of them you think how did we lose it so late it was so undeserved but yeah, yeah. you know that's it happens doesn't it i suppose but yeah great great day that was fantastic yeah. and it, it was it makes, so... makes you realize what we're all missing oh absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's such, it was it was so weird because coming out of that game, it was such mixed emotions. Like you you were devastated that we lost so late on, but you were also you couldn't help just beam at how what an account we gave of ourselves as as a team, as a fan base, as a you know just as a club really. And yeah, yeah as you say, Si, it uh, really God, it makes you miss it a lot <laughs> being able to go to a game. But soon may it return. Let's hope. Well, fingers crossed. If we yeah, um, hopefully it will be. I think we we just as as. As a fan base, we need to take care of each other, look out for each other, stay safe, and um, and all that. And uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Take care, everybody, and uh, goodbye. Bye.